to enjoy life. You have one chance and you have one heart. And if you carry all that hatred in your heart, you're preventing yourself that happiness that life is all about. You should just enjoy life, enjoy what life has to offer. And for me personally, there is nothing better in life than the laughter of a child, than to be able to pay it forward and help somebody in need, to watch them find that inner spirit and inner life again. Hello, Sarah Troy here from the AuditofWisdom.org and SelfDiscoveryMedia.com. We are supporting the supporters. These are the people that have stepped out of all the pain and anguish and have stepped into helping those people in need. Each one of these organizations is here to help others who have gone through the same experience as they have. We are here to support them, their platform, to help you understand the needs that they need in order to help other people. I invite you to listen to these shows, to reach out to them, to be supportive in any way that you can, because these people are standing for others who are in need. Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Sarah Troy here from the Orchard of Wisdom podcast and selfdiscoverymedia.com. We are here today to support the supporters. And boy, do we have a supporter for you to support. A little while ago, I did a show, a wonderful show, with Victoria Puri. And her story really hit me, hit me really, really hard. This is a story that I don't like to have to share, but it's a story that nevertheless has to be shared. I invite you to go back and really listen in depth to her story, her courage, her strength, her abilities, but also the injustice that was put up against her. But what she's done because of it, this is a woman who has certainly known domestic abuse, beaten over 300 times, beaten while she's pregnant. Metal in her body everywhere. I mean, yeah, we call her the bionic woman for more than one reason. But this is still unnecessary for her still to have to have operations where she's just gone through another nine-hour operation just so her fingers can work. Folks, injustice is out there. But I have found through the 10 years of doing these podcasts that the people that have been beaten down the most are generally the ones that stand up against it the most. And this is Victoria. So we are going to be talking today about a little bit about her story, but also about her wonderful organization called The Courageous Smile. Here she supports the people that are going through domestic abuse. She has services, she has programs, she has free workshops. They are also starting a fabulous program of... um, (laughs) beautiful puppy dogs that are going to be there for post-traumatic stress and domestic abuse, uh, abused people. Um, but you know what? She and her husband are doing this all on their own. And this is something that I disagree with. This is an open invitation to anyone and anyone, anywhere to help in any way we can. And this is a plea for you to be a part of it, please. So, Victoria, in a very summary, because we want people to go back and listen to the other show, which they'll find right here on the platform. Um, Please tell us how this all began. Thank you so much for having me back. I truly appreciate it by far. And I'm not saying it because I'm on here with you. You're one of my favorite. Absolutely. Bless you. (laughs) Um, I survived domestic violence. Um, I broke up with the love of my life, um, who is my soulmate, and I rebounded for the only time in my life. And he ended up being that charismatic, charming, narcissistic psychopath. And uh, he rushed me down the aisle, literally, 
and I didn't live with them until we were married and we got married, we got pregnant right away. And then the abuse started and the abuse escalated over time. And the abuse escalated to such a <laughs> point that you literally do have metal in your jaws, metal in your hands, metal in your feet, metal in your body, um, burst eardrums. Um, as I said, you just had to go through another operation just so that you can uh, have nerve endings in your in your fingers. And also your poor daughter um, was subject to that abuse as well when she was born. Correct. She was, I was pregnant at the time of all the abuse. Um, I've had over a hundred surgeries. Uh, that is correct. Both my eardrums have ruptured, so I have hearing aids now. Both of my jaws have been replaced with titanium and they have to be replaced every 20 years. My shoulders replaced. I have had four stimulated devices, stem routers, if you will, that send electric current through me, um, which I'm wearing one now that I showed you before we went on recording uh, to help me. I've had nerve transpositions and uh, transitions that have failed. Um, I'm, I'm literally like, I'm a medical mystery is is like the joke for the doctors to, they joke around and say, man, I wouldn't want to do the autopsy, but I kind of want to be in the room. (laughs) Yes. yes. The horror of all of this is that he got away with it because the army protected him. The military. The military protected him. Um, As I said, I've, I've done too many shows where the uniform has protected the abuser and so there was no accountability for you whatsoever. And he is still out there today. Yes. And we had him dead to rights. We had, um, as we talked about before, we had the photographs that coincided with the medical records, with the doctor statements and sworn affidavits from the doctors. And we had witnesses and it was still, it wasn't enough. What is enough, you know, and this is something that needs to be really addressed in, in any of the cloth, whether it be the church, the military um, or, you know, a political. Uh, one cannot hide behind the uniform and uh, accountability is accountability. And uh, we cover that in the first show. Please go to go back and listen to it. But through all of this, um, literally being broken down, you found your spirit and your courage and your strength to start this site, The Courageous Smile. How, why, what drove you to this? A Contagious Smile. We did um, the, I started it because one of my daughter's doctors, who is the chief of the craniofacial division, said, every time I see you, you're out here talking to families, helping special needs families, telling them about services they can get, and offering them help with the paperwork and things of that nature. And he said, you really should be advocating. So I started advocating on a much smaller platform and it just grew and grew and grew. And I had somebody ask me one day, you know, you survived domestic violence, right? And I said, yes. And they told me they had a friend that was going through it. And would I just talked to them and I did, and she got out and now she's a nurse and she's fabulous and amazing. And we still are dear friends. And so I, after a, a lot of I don't like the term pressure because it really wasn't pressure. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was a lot of support. <clears throat> I published my memoir um, about what happened. It took me uh, over 10 years to, to get it out. And I, it was never written to be a, a published book. It was written for me to vent, scream, cry, yell into a computer while my daughter was in a medically induced coma. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that book most certainly is something that um, 
one should pick up as well. It's Who Kicked First, your memoir. The cover is is beautiful. And, uh, you know, on your other show, we have all the pictures of your daughter with the trek in there. We we have, uh, you know, the metal hands, um, never a victim, forever a fighter. And, uh, you know, the scars that he gave you on your shot on your arm, which you turned into a beautiful tattoo. And it's that you are always turning adversity into something else because you're not giving in. You're not giving him the power right. to, to be the victim. Right. He is not that powerful. Right. He doesn't deserve to have that. Right. And it doesn't matter what he's done to you. You are weathering that storm. And, and of course, the love of your life came back into your life and is now your husband. Yes. And my daughter's father. Right. And yes. incredibly supportive. And uh, what, uh, apart from all the other programs, which we are going to be talking about, um, but also um, that um, you've started uh, raising beautiful puppies for post-traumatic stress for abuse, uh, for, you know, abused people. So tell us about that, because I know this, you know, this program here, folks, is an invitation uh, to help. Uh, and to reach out to her, she's literally going to need people who are going to come and walk the puppies and help with the puppies. The present moment, they're developing everything in their backyard to provide their puppies and have a whole load of soil there that needs to be planted out. And she can't do it. And if she does, I'm going to come and kick her butt. So, you know, and her husband works full time. And here they're trying to do something that is going to help the other victims. And the, this is a... Uh, an invitation for people to step up and either financially help, um, physically help, morally help in any which way. But tell us about the little doggy program. Oh, it's I, I melt. I melt. Yeah. Um, we I have a service dog and her name is Lady Reagan. And the average uh, special needs family has a wait of about five years to get a service dog or a support dog, depending on what you want to call them. And they really are a life-saving tool. And, and I don't mean that they're a tool. I mean, they're trained to, to tell somebody when something is wrong or when a seizure is coming on, depending on what you have the dog for, they help out in that situation. Um, support, they're fantastic. Emotional support, they're yes. fantastic. Um, the, the dogs are allowed to go anywhere you go. Um, yeah. If they are certified, even the hospital, they stay with you in the hospital. They just can't go into the OR because of their hair. Mm. They can go into x-ray. They can go into MRI. They can go into any of those. But um, we were on a waiting list for five years uh, for my daughter. And when the time came up, they were like, oh, well, you know, we don't have any dogs and we've changed management and you're going to have to start the process over. And I was livid. Yes. So my husband, who was a former law enforcement officer and a canine handler, decided that that's not that's not okay these mm-hmm. these families need them these kids need them so oh, we have started to go through the process we have a nice nice size backyard so we've had to cut trees down like 80 feet high trees 80 foot high trees we've had to we had 12 tons of dirt delivered just yesterday and then we have um two more trucks coming and We've had, my husband has done 99% of the shoveling. He won't let me, but um, I, I get to play with the puppies while he's doing Um, But we have already, he has done a marvelous, marvelous job, Sarah. I mean, my heart just goes for him. I mean, he's, 
he's not a spring chicken. He's, he's, you know, a younger, he's an older guy, but he's in great shape. Um, he was actually injured on, in the line of duty as a police officer. Um, so he has some back issues, but he is out there and he has handmade these beautiful kennels for these puppies. Um, and then he's even made sure they have plenty of shade and he got a really sweet, like, like floor down for them. Uh, and we have five there right now. And pretty soon here in the upcoming months, they're going to start breeding and we're going to get these little sweet little puppies. But we get to go out there and play with them every day. We've given them little nicknames. Um, and uh, I even may have gotten them some like outdoor camping fans because I think they can't get hot. They're in a fur coat, you know, right. <laughs> and my husband laughs at me, but I'll- and he'll he'll be like, "What are you doing? Do you have a puppy on your lap, don't you?" I'm like, "No, no." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute, and they have the best disposition already. And it's amazing that at eight, uh, well, they're about ten weeks now. We let them out of the kennels and they go to the bathroom. They're not even going to the bathroom in the kennels, which mm. is amazing. Um, they're just the sweetest, sweetest, most loving little things. And we are, you know, the golden retriever to buy the puppy alone without any training is on average between $2,500 to $5,000. Wow. depending on so We have been doing all of this for exactly what we put into it, making no, any additional money, but we have been paying for all of this ourselves up front. And so you're talking about all their first shots and food. And we've gone through like four bags of 30 pounds dog food. We've gone through four of those already. <clears throat> and there's a dog food shortage over here. It's, mm-hmm. it's getting really bad. And, you know, whatever the weather is, we're out there with them, you know, giving them water, letting them play, you know, giving them all that love and attention and things like that so that we can place them with families. And we've partnered up with Make-A-Wish as well, uh, one of the local chapters, and we're going to be the only one who helps them with a golden if they need a golden. So who's going to be doing the training? My husband. Because he was in the canine unit before. Yes. Wonderful. And uh, will he be training them kind of differently according to what they're going to? So specifically train them for, for different, um, for different clients. Well, he can be, we can do specific training uh, depending on who's getting them. If the families want that, Mm -hmm. we're teaching them, we're trying to get the potty training down when when they're born and stuff so that, you know, those families don't have to worry about that. The basic command, sit, stay, come, you know, those things we're trying to also help with. But if they wanted more, you know, one-on-one training, he'd be all for that as well. Right. So kind of training for a dog to be able to kind of sniff out if there's a, a health problem or those type of things. Because those are specialties, right? For Right. And you don't want to train the dog on everything across the board and then right. they not beat it. So yes. it's more, you know, when you find out the situation. Right. So if a client has a specific need then he can train it for that specific need uh for the most part or we know people who can yes right excellent um i i know people will have um support dogs and you know whether they have um epilepsy uh even diabetes uh post-traumatic stress i know with veterans it's been an absolute lifesaver um you know i know from for my own anxiety when i had a dog my dog i literally had a dog that saved my life actually um stopped me from driving over a cliff when I've been given a wrong, I've been given an antidepressant where it ended up being a hallucinogenic. They had to take it off the market, but the, the dog barked at me. I barked back. She tapped me. I tapped her and then she threw her entire body over me. And I came to a halt literally with my tires on the edge of the cliff. 
No. And I thought I could fly. That's the, what the, the drugs made me feel I could do. So I wasn't aiming to commit suicide. But I mean, it's always how did she know? And this is the thing. These animals know. They're Thank so incredibly you. intuitive. And if they are specifically trained to be tuned into something, they yes. are tuned in and they know. But there's the, certain, the love and the support that they give because it's a pure, <laughs> honest heart. No agenda yes. other than just to love you to death. And they, and they just curl up on your lap yeah. and just love all of you. When I came home from this nine-hour surgery, my service dog, when we left here, um, literally, she just came right up. And she's only six months old. Um, she came right up on my arm, laid on the opposite arm, just watched over me, wouldn't move, mm-hmm. just, you know, where my IV was. She just tried to give it kisses. and Yeah. He was just, you know, as sweet and loving as, as possible. I mean, they just, they just know. Yeah. And there is a certain vibration that they get uh, set off that actually is a frequency that uh, can calm your own frequency and can calm your own vibration. So it's more than them just being cute and loving. There is yes. an essence that comes off them that really is resetting of of our equilibrium so that's really really important so the help that you need is is you're going to need help with uh, the dog walking or the uh, most certainly the funding so most certainly funding to 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 support all the work that you're doing here um and then of course the training because i know your husband who's working right now would love to do this full time and just concentrate on breeding the dogs right Uh, and of course there's plenty of need to have somebody who knows what they're doing to breed these animals for. And there's plenty of people who yes. need support dogs. So this is another area of support that is needed. And of course, yes. we're going to be talking about the donation button later. And, you know, if people want to kind of donate to a particular area, they can do, they can actually say in their donation and this is for the dogs or this is for something else. Right. Yes. Excellent. So now let's look about whatever, what uh, other things that you're offering here at uh, the Courageous Miles. That you have so many um, services here. Uh, you have classes, as you say. No one knows better how frustrating it is when the educators don't take time to listen, not just to you, but to your child as well. They need to hear what you have uh, to hear. What your they need to hear what you are or your child needs. Uh, and you will, you will find that with us. We have empathy, compassion, understanding, patience, ability to find different techniques to assist both you and your child. And you're talking about uh, children with um, special needs. Yes, they're IEPs for school. Um, I actually had a lady who works um, with the school system who came to me and just blew my mind and told me that she is so against how the schools are. And so they're doing um, seminars and stuff. And she's gotten me to come on board and, and to be a speaker for them. And uh, that hasn't started. That'll start in the fall. But uh, every child deserves every possible educational advance. And they're not offered that. And a lot of the schools here get paid um, extra money from the counties for the special education department based on how many they have in it. The families don't understand the services they're allowed. They don't understand um, that they hold the cards in the IEP and that they're intimidated by the school personnel on purpose, that they, the school is accountable. Um, I have gone through many, many classes to do this. I have gotten the nickname Pitbull because I go in there and, and hold everybody accountable um, and get the services that are required and necessary for these kids. And I 
and their voice. I will make sure that they get what they need. Good. So you're an, a child advocate yes. for the right education and you know the ins and outs and the do's and the don'ts for people with special needs children um, to get the, the services they need out of the schooling system. Yes, I'll even take a look at people's existing IEPs and make suggestions and say, you know, you're allowed to call an IEP meeting, you can request testing, you can do this. And I'll just, you know, review it, make some suggestions unless you want me to go uh, to an IEP meeting, which you can do virtually. Mm -hmm. um, And you can have me there. And I, you know, will make sure that you get what you're supposed to get. Excellent. Very often people you may have heard that these services but don't know what to ask and can get the runaround if they know what to ask how to ask it and whom to ask it from they have more the empowerment in order to get what they need for their child right excellent now you have domestic violence advocates no one deserves to be abused you are not alone let's talk about that this is a big one (laughs) uh I went through all of mine by myself and I never want to wish that on anyone. I don't want to wish domestic violence on anyone, but, but it's a fact it's out there. Yes. But you shouldn't have to go through it alone. And so I am finishing like I have nothing else to do. My second book here, it should be done in the next couple of weeks, which is really going to be a workbook um, that teaches you the ins and outs of what you need to know how you need to do it, how you obtain certain court documentation, what you need. Um, I I did graduate top of my class with a paralegal degree as well. So I can perform, uh, you know, documentation preparation. Um, I tell you, you know, what you need to take with you to court because it's bad enough and it's embarrassing enough and humiliating enough to go in there. And then you not know what you have to bring. And these are the people that have turned their back on you time and time again already. So then you're going to be told, well, you didn't bring this. So you got to come back. And you're like, do you know how much it took me to come in here the first place? Do you like it took everything I had to get through these doors. And now you're just sending me away. Like I brought you the wrong coffee. So this book gives you the ins and outs of it. Um, I go in and give plenty of examples from my own experience of what I went through and kind of give you examples of what each form of abuse is. Uh, help you figure out your strategy for exiting and being able to talk about it because you can do it. You're stronger than you have any idea Mm -hmm. because you've survived hundred percent of your worst days. Yes, exactly. So I advocate for you um, as a domestic violence advocate. I also have free, we have free support groups, uh, free social groups because you nobody understands it unless they've gone through it. They don't understand it unless they walked in their shoes. Uh, so, you know, I, I've never said I am a psychiatrist or psychologist. We've joked before that I have my doctorate in the school of hard knocks, but um, I've gone through plenty of training as a counselor and, you know, um, a group counselor and they're not therapist, but to be able just to listen. And that's what people need. And I cannot tell you this is what you should do. I can tell you what I would do. And you can take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, you will make lifelong friends, people who have been right where you are, or may still be right where you are and can do this with you side by side. And you will never, ever have a more loyal friend than someone who understands completely of what you're going through. A hundred percent. And I will say the best teachers are those that have gone through it. Um, and the best supporters are those that, you know, understand because they've been there. And it doesn't mean they have to be, go for the exact same experience. There is no 
you know, my experience is worse than yours. It's yeah. a, it all has a negative impact on you. And you need to have somebody there that understands what you're going through, doesn't tell you to suck it up and get on with your life. Um, right. You are scarred. You will always be scarred. It's how to continue to work through in life with those scars. And that's right. the support that you need. So that's wonderful advocacy there. And as you said, you make friends with other people who have been there and kind of form a sister or brotherhood, whatever. Um, so those are, uh, those are in the classes that you do? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you have the Making You Friends offered every Friday. And what is that? Is that to do with uh, kids or uh, adults? Both. Right. We're going to separate them into both now that summer is coming. Right. And then you have, we are all wonderfully made and that supports a special needs, a special need parent support group, which is also done every Friday free. Yes. Wow. Uh, Writers Wednesday. Yes. I love and, that. <laughs> and this one is for just people just to find their voice through writing. Yes. Um, people love the idea of working with a published author. And I'm like, I'm just like anybody else. And I will sit down. I'm, we're about to start our summer camps that we're going to start getting together, which is somewhere I need help. Yes. Um, that we will do writers camp. Like we have uh, Motivational Monday, Tidbit Tuesday, Writer Wednesday, uh, where we write down things. And then especially like with the kids, we do it so that they can you know, vocalize what they've been through, but we make it kind of on the lighter side and we all read the stories and I make it a very small, comfortable group. It's, you know, no more than like five of us in the room and we get to know each other and, you know, and then they make their friends and it's, it's an amazing thing because they just, everybody gets it. So nobody is in there making fun of you or being right. a bully. It's a, it's a complete um, judgment-free safe haven that you are just welcomed unconditionally which is where a person needs to be when they've been abused. Trust is a huge factor in anything in life. You just don't trust people the same again. And so right. to be amongst other people that understand that is a safe haven for sure. Um, and you say no matter how broken you are, you can always start and be better than before. And, you know, you show here as a, a demonstration, a broken um, potholder that then has been recreated. And that's the thing is, it is recreating ourselves, isn't it? Out of, yes. you know, um, what's being given to you, what do we make out of it? You know, mm -hmm. given lemons, make lemonade, right? There you go. And um, uh, what else have you got here? You've got the story time, the weekly book club for special needs. That's the ones you're talking Tuesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. And is that just kind of reading books or we have had so many people come back and, and write. We have a, a lady who's fabulous, who has a uh, dog who the dog is in a wheelchair and she wrote this cute little picture book. So like we would do the book and talk about it and, you know, take turns reading it or I could read it. We just let the group decide. And we talk about how cool is that dog? Because they see that there's other people. And like, we have a, a book about, you know, my Tubi for people who have feeding tubes. And I try to really bring in books that really focus on the kids I have. I try to put them in a group that makes sense for that group. Um, so like a, a kid who's on a feeding tube, I would try to get them into one group, bring the Tubi book in and we would read it and then say, you're not the only one, see, mm -hmm. you know, and then you have a second belly button. How cool is that? And yeah. oh, I hate collard greens and now I don't have to eat them. Kind of a little upset. I don't have one today. 
because I think I'm having collards for dinner and we make it fun and we make right. it laughter and, and, you know, everybody's like, Oh, I am pretty cool. And then I do the, um, I don't know if I did this on the, the last interview we did where I have 11 uh, marbles or rocks and I put one in the middle that's purple or red and the rest are tan. And I tell everybody in the beginning, okay, pick one and either write it down, sign me the color or put it in the chat. And everybody picks the red or purple every time. And I'm like, why do you think that is? And they're like, it's so cool. It's different. I'm like, huh, it's not boring and ordinary and plain. Right. Who wants that anyway? And I was like, do you all realize that you're the red or the purple? Uh-huh. And then they light up. And yeah. that's just the best start. Right. Best start. Yes. It's not about um, our sameness, right? I mean, we're all unique. It doesn't matter. Even if you've not gone through any drama, we are all unique and we're not meant to be all painted with the same brush. Uh, you've got social media safety every Wednesday. What is that about? I have it for kids. Uh, older kids is in like nine to 14 uh, because they're starting to get online. And then I have 14 to 18. And then I have it for the adults, um, mostly for the female survivors, how they can protect themselves online. I also have it for parents if they want to see how they can secure their child online. Um, then you have it for the kids so they can kind of look forward because they really believe that that person who's like, hey, I'm, I'm a 10-year-old girl from you know next yes. neighborhood over. And it's not, it's a pedophile. And right. I try to teach them how don't give them their address. Let's, you yes. know, let's not. So we do it in a fun way. I have a lot of worksheets that we do in there together. Um, and everything we do, we make it fun. So they really feel engaged in it and they want to keep coming back. And, you know, all of these are either ranging from $8, $12, $15, which is, you know, nothing, which is wonderful. And then you've got social skills every Monday. A lot of that is either we do, a, depending on the class, we have it for special needs where we're teaching them how to do life skills when they get out on their own, just the basic things that they've never been taught in, you know, rehab and other therapies and um, just everyday life. And then also I help teach survivors how to take on a new skill. And then I help them with their resume. I'll help them with their job search. I'll even do a letter recommendation if they need it. Excellent. Managing money for children and teens every Thursday. Yes, we go through and I have designed a curriculum where we work through and decide if you got this much money and you had these bills to pay, how much would you have left? What if you want to go to the store? What if you want to go out with friends? How you manage that money in today's time? Because most people have no clue when they're that age. So we kind of give them a little, this is what you have looking forward to kind of class. Right. Uh, finding and preparing for your first job, a class for teens every Saturday. Yes. How you fill out the application how you go in there not staring at your phone, how you go in there and look people in the eye, you're properly dressed and you're not going to wear your nose rings and your eyebrow rings. And, you know, this is a, a you know, a, a world where everybody right now needs a job and you need to put your best foot forward. And I'm going to kind of help you figure out how to do that. Right. Taking care of the special needs parent or caregiver every Tuesday. I'm really glad you've got this one because caregivers <laughs> and parents burn out. I yes, yes, yes. I know. <laughs> I have been told so many times, what do you like? I could be asked the subject and I'll just go, go, go. I'm great. And then, like, what do you do to take care of you? And dead my child. Oh, what? That's yeah. Cool. Yes. This is, I, this I, is I, the I, reason why we're doing all of this, folks, because she's taking it all on herself and we need support. Right. I, I do take it on myself because it's like my daughter, knock on wood, had never had a uh, trach infection. She never had. RSV, she never had any of that because I was so 
careful with everything. It was on my watch, you know, and so I've always held myself like ready to go on high alert and you do have to take care of yourself, but I was a single mom all this time and you need to know how to do things for you. Um, I put together like little care gifts, little care packages, um, even little worksheets of things to do so that they can realize, even if it's only for a few minutes, even, you know, we can make it happen. Just you recharge yourself. Exactly. Simple thing of going luxury of having a bath or taking a walk or, you know, right. doing something like that, sleeping in, right? So I wouldn't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's vent out the past and turn it into a story to help motivate others. Start writing your journal or book with a famous author every Thursday. That is so that people who are just starting out in that healing process, whether it is a survivor, because they're not a victim, they're a survivor, and you have a special needs kiddo who might have gotten a new diagnosis, who might not have gotten the news that they wanted, we will sit down and I'll tell you how to yell and scream and, and just vent it out on that book and tear it up and throw it away. Write a letter to your doctor about how mad you are because they got it wrong. And like, I used to have my daughter do it. They told her she'd never talk, write a letter, how they had no idea. And then we tear it up, shred it into little pieces and we flush it in the toilet and you feel so much better. Or let's start a journal about this new beautiful way of life that you're starting. Right. And we normally do that after we get rid of all the negative. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is the... The ultimate there. You are my superhero. Who is your hero classes every Sunday? Yes, we do. Where we spotlight the superheroes where you, if you have a special needs child or if you have a relative or somebody who just goes above and beyond, we want to highlight them and what they do. And that's what we do. We kind of interview them and try to do, if there's something that they really want, we try to make it happen. Um, where we just make a really big deal about them and then they can tell us about them and we maybe get them to help write a report about them. And we make it about the individual and the person that they are nominating. Then, of course, you've got Michael, your husband, coming soon, one-on-one initial canine training with Michael. Yes, that's going to be one-on-one. And literally, we're doing everything for exactly what it cost us to do it. And mm. And I mean, nothing more um, where he will work one on one with the family or the individual. Um, if it's a woman and they feel more comfortable, I'll be there with him. Uh, just depending they, like gold retrievers have such an amazingly loud bark and they're very protective as well. So that is a, a great dog to have as well. We've been through some kind of domestic violence or abuse and he can just show you other safety tips as well. So he will offer those uh, classes uh, when the dogs are available to go. Wonderful. Fantastic. And of course, you have Domestic Violence uh, Survivors Support Group, free every Tuesday and Wednesday. And you also have Daughters and Sons of Narcissists and Emotional Abusive Parents, free event Saturday. Yes. Uh, Where you get to talk about, you know, in in the narcissist situation, your kids are either the golden child or they're the escape boat. And I was, I was the black sheep. And this is mainly for you to sit down and realize that you are worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. You are such a great person because an, a, a narcissist will literally throw everything at you, belittle you, tear you down, make you feel horrible. Everything is your fault. Everything that happens in the family is your fault. And it's not. And we want 
to help bring that back and remind you. And it's really more of a just let's get together. Let's just vent this out, figure all this out. You know, I've been on a couch with a therapist for 40 years where, you know, we just talk about it and learn about it and getting it out really does make it feel better. Mm, yeah um for your podcast i have somebody for you to interview who's all about podcasting parenting i did a three-part series with him on narcissism so it, you know be an excellent one for you uh for all the lessons dear future i am ready find your inner light again every saturday i love 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 that i do all different i don't want to give away any metrics we do all different kinds of things to remind the individuals that they are stronger than they have any idea They feel as if they're nothing. They've been kicked down to nothing, literally, emotionally, physically. They have had no support. Their family may not have supported them. And I remind them that even the tiniest little flicker from within, which has got them into that class that they're in right that moment, will light up the darkest sky. And we are going to make that flame erupt. We are going to bring it back. They're going to be better than ever. And the best revenge is not for them to go after that individual, is to succeed. And we are going to make that happen. And have that contagious smile, right? Absolutely. Now you've got a whole a load of, of three uh, free workshops. You've got my memo, my daily memo for kids, heroes to do list, colors, uh, word search, all about me, parents report card for kids <laughs> to fill out, parents performance report card filled up by the kiddos, <laughs> house rules, chore chart planning, five things I like about me, parent report card filled up by the kiddos. All of these are free for people to download. Every week I add new sheets to download that are absolutely free. I thought, you know, school's about to end here. How much fun is it where the kids are all like, oh, we're getting our report card. Let's give one to your parents. You know, fill one out for your parents. You know, I think you're too tough with me on my electronics. Or I think you'd be better if you did this. And sit down. And it even states in there, you sit down as a family and you talk. There's no raising of the voice. And it lets the kids feel like they're heard. They have a say just so important because every day now it's like it it seems like uh video games are babysitters telephones are babysitters well at my table there are no hats at the table there are no video games at the table there are no phones at that table i've worked too hard to prepare that meal and i am not going to have them at my table so we have conversation and it's like well you know you thought we could do this better than what is it and we have time where the kids have time just with dad they have time just me and it's it's crucially important that they have that opportunity. So we do worksheets that are fun. Um, depending on the holidays that are coming around, I try to make them very specific for that. So, and like I said, they're free. So you can just go print them out and have the time. Exactly. Plus you have a podcast. I do have a podcast. And you interview all sorts of people on all sorts of things. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, podcasters work in itself as well. But tell us the kind of people they have on the podcast. I have survivors of abuse, male and female. Um, I did a podcast the other day that I thought about you when I did it. It, it, it wrenched my heart. It was, it was an eight-year-old little girl who described her experience watching her parents physically fight. Her mom was in the room. Her mom asked me to do it. Um, which I was kind of torn about, but she said, no, she talks about it. You know, she wants to talk about her experience with CPS. Uh, I was kind of leery, um, but we did it. She was amazing. Like it it was amazing. So we talked to survivors. We talked to 
male and female survivors. We talk to special needs families, special needs individuals. Um, we, I, I try to bring in resources for anyone that can help anyone, whether it's how to live your best life after trauma, how you can survive this, um, just different ways of getting up and picking yourself up and making the best you, and then them offering their resources to help those individuals as well. So we try to stay in the group area of what we're doing, but it's all so either people can hear uh, the stories of survival and success and resources. And then I tell people, when you turn off your phone, it looks like it's a black screen. Put on your headphones and just listen to it for a positive message. Exactly. Exactly. And, and having done this for 10 years, um, we have so much to learn from other people who like you who have gone through it. I mean, would any of this that we've just talked about have ever happened had it not been for the abuse that you had gone through? And instead of being the victim and kind of wallowing in that or living in vengefulness or or going down the hate road, you decided to go down the love of self, the love of your daughter, and to the empower other people. And those are the choices that only we can make. But when we have that inspiration that begets that invitation, we, we learn that we have the empowerment to make that choice. And here are the skills and the tools from others that we can apply. And it's very, very imperative because it actually shows support that there's plenty of support out there. You've just got to know where to reach out. And of course, Contagious Smile is a place for that. What have you got coming up? I mean, as if you need any more coming up, <laughs> but you've got a coming soon. What's that? The coming soon um, just shows from about when my daughter was four with her whole wanting to pay it forward on Christmas. There's a bunch of pictures uh, from all the toy drives we've done to giving it to chronic kids. Every year, uh, my daughter was a, a finalist for the Children's Miracle Network, which also was the Jerry Lewis Telephone. Um, she's been on radio. She's been on TV. She has, Faith has done everything. And so she has, it's amazing. She'll have celebrities come up to her and want to take pictures with her. Yes. So that's on there. Um, we're always doing fundraising for either uh, domestic violence shelters or we're getting ready for a toy drive. This year, we're going to do a back to school for those that can't afford it and try to get their school supplies for them um, and like fill their backpacks with stuff. And then we uh, are going to do the Christmas drive after that. And then we have um, just one thing after another. And then we have the sweet puppies and the kennels. You can see where it started. And when we first started it to when, I think one of the first pictures of the trees being brought down and then you have the dirt being brought in and it's just, I may have snuck in quite a few pictures of the little cutie pies that you just can't help but look at. And they're so right. cute. So those are there. Too. So of course I'm worn out just from hearing all of this <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing this all pretty well on your own with your husband. Um, and I know that, you know, your daughter is such an amazing advocate on her own. I mean, what an inspiration to her, for her, and for her to now be an inspiration for others, which is, you know, that is the empowerment we talk about, folks. When you help people step into their empowerment, it is just so absolutely awesome for anyone who benefits from it. But let us now break down exactly what help you need in what areas and how people can help you virtually, financially, and also in your area. Well, I'm going to give a tidbit that I have not shared with anybody. We are going to do what's called Teen Talk. Um, my daughter, who's had 34 surgeries, 
They told her she'd never survive. She wouldn't be able to talk. Uh, we have the first show finished. We have not aired it yet where she's going to work with other teens and talk about the problems that they have um, just being a teenager this time. So I need some other teens that are willing to come on uh, and talk about just everyday life. Um, that's going to be her show, which she's so excited about. And then I am looking for individuals. I've got a few lined up, but those that want to dedicate their time to doing classes um, off of the website it could be working with special needs kids. It could be doing an art class. It could be um, teaching, you know, English. It could be doing anything, but it has to be fun. That's the only way I'm going to let it go through. It has to be fun for the kids. Um, and this can be, all be done virtually as well, not yes. always in, in person, right? So right. through Zoom. And, right. And because of the special needs child or children, it really should be virtual because of their conditions and you have to be so careful with their immune system. Um, also, and we could do it through my zoom because I have the professional and they don't have to pay for that. Uh, um, I'm also looking for people who want to come in and either also do some of the groups. Um, I would be in the first couple of groups and then I would like to be able to have someone I trust to be in there with them. And I'm always available for everybody but I want them to be able to come in and maybe teach a class, um, teach a self-defense class. I, I would love to do it, but right now I'm kind of not able to at the moment, um, but be able just to teach any kind of course or lead a seminar of some sort for the website where they can donate their time um, and we will charge a small fee. And then that can go to the donation of continuing to support and run this organization. Um and of course, we do have the actual donations and the donations obviously, you know, are, are going to support everything that you are doing. Um, you know, it supports the dogs. It supports uh, all the work that you have to do because it, all that you're doing here, it takes money. It takes money to do this. And so uh, you have different uh, donations for different things. I'm just looking for your donation button here. Not big enough, love. It needs to be out there more. There it is. It's under more, folks. Um, I want to see it right up there under donate. donate. So, okay. Donate button right there on the homepage. Um, And, uh, you know, if you can't actually physically do something, and don't underestimate what you can do. You know, you can just say, I am simply really interested. This is what I have done can you fit me in anywhere? Don't think that you have to be an expert to do it. The, right. the biggest thing is willing intent, the, you know, the desire to want to help other people. And if you have experience in A, B, and C, it, it may be adaptable to D, E, and F. So um, you have different increments here, you know, even little as $5, $10, 25 $50, you know, whatever anybody wants to donate, it goes to keeping this organization going. And folks, seriously, I don't want to shut it down. That's my fears. I really don't want to shut it down. No, no, no. We don't want it shut down. You're doing too good a work. And it really does require other people to step up. And there are a lot of people out there with time on their hands or with, you know, I just want to contribute, but I don't know where or I don't know what I can do. And maybe you're just simply a great storyteller and you could be part of the reading, right? I will set up a class for you just to read. You can tell me what age groups you want. I will get you those age groups and just storytelling Sundays or telling Saturday and just yes you know or household art find stuff around the home and right art projects. And, and it could be all pre-recorded the storytelling doesn't have to actually yes. be live exactly no. so it can fit in within your time frame 
you know, this thing, look at what she has set out here and who not only that, I mean, she's got those resources there. If you have been abused, what you can do um, throughout America. And uh, I believe they're even gathering Canada here. So be North America. Again, folks, if you are in North America or there is an organization that she hasn't got here that you feel that she needs to have on her list, because they're doing great work, please send it to Victoria because she hasn't got all the time to to do everything. And if you've got an organization in your neighborhood that she doesn't know about that's doing great work, there's this fantastic word called collaboration, right? And let us collaborate and let us support. There is a lot of great work going on over here. Um, I interview a great deal of people that have started organizations purely coming from they saw the need or they were a, a, a victim of whatever that need was in the first place. They understand what is needed and, um, and, uh, and the work that they do. Uh, and there's a lot of, you know, veterans that understand they've been through a lot of strife themselves. They would make excellent contributors to the cause as well. So whoever you are out there, please reach out to Victoria. Now, how is the best way of reaching out to you? They can either go to uh, our Facebook, which is a contagious smile support, and then ask to be invited in. We do ask some questions to make sure you're who you say you are, because we're not going to bring the wolves into the den. Uh, We have a contagious smile, Instagram, we have a YouTube channel, we have a contagiousmile.com where it'll tell you under meet us and then you can email me directly um, and you can just get to me and I will get right back. Exactly. Um, I want to take this a step further. I want to gather a few other people of organizations that I've interviewed and I want to put together a webinar um, with all of you in there because, uh, you know, it's, we need people like you out there and no way that you should be doing it alone. This is a wonderful inspiration that begets invitation for other people to join you in any which way they can. Um, because um, we have had for too long now a throwaway society. Oh, you're broken, let's throw away. And uh, that has become something that it has become almost a pandemic of its own. And uh, we need to change that because people of abuse they didn't ask for that abuse no no child asked for it no woman asked for it no man asked for it and believe me there's men that have been abused as well does it just it's predominantly women um the whole system needs to change of protecting the abuser um that is another whole can of uh, worms that needs to be opened up um but we need to support the people and let them know they count they're loved they're cared for they're of value and uh, they're still contributors in this world and we need to be there for them so cohesive contagious collaboration right we need to see that with a smile so you've heard all of the things that she's offering here right now if you feel any one of them has struck an interest with you and you know that yeah i could give my time or i can do a whole series of reading books that you can post whenever you want uh or i can um I'm an art therapist or I'm art this or that, you know, it's, this is something step up folks, please step up. And if you're a child, come take a class. If you're a woman, come take a class. Yes. Another thing I want to start doing, and I've been asked to do this a lot is to help teach people what to look for. What are the signs they should be looking for to prevent 
possibly going into something like this because no one knows, no one teaches us going up in high school or middle school or, um, excuse me, any of the grades to, to be on the lookout for that charismatic person because we don't know it. And that's another thing. And when it's one in four that's reported, you have to think of the stats that aren't reported, but think about the fact that that's, you know, God forbid one day it's your mom, it's your sister, it's your daughter, it's you, that's four. And believe me, God forbid that happens. We're going to be here for you. And if you can do anything to help, please do, because we are trying to help also prevent, especially younger girls who are in that stage where they're wanting to start dating and being independent, rebellious, where they also know what to look for, too. And it's also teaching the young men. Yes. They don't buy into the maturism that you're seeing on the games or on the TV shows, you know, the the sexiest man out there is a kind, considerate, you know, um, caring man. Mm-hmm. Right? That is really, that is the true sexiness. If you really want to know guys, if you really want to get girls um, <laughs> or, or guys, whatever the sexual preference is, kindness, kindness, real genuine kindness is always what's going to attract people to you. Uh, we don't need the maturism. We don't need the, yeah. you know, we don't need the, um, the uh, I am the be all and the end all, you know, it's been there, done that it's all passe. And uh, uh, we're all responsible for ourselves, even our own insecurities. And we yeah. can't impose those insecurities in other ways in the form of bullying. Um, we need to deal with it ourselves. And there's plenty of programs out there that can help people. You are an extraordinary woman. I want to work with you more. I want to bring more people into the fold. Please, folks, I beg of you, if you are listening to this, reach out. Go to acontagioussmile.com. You've got donate there, which is going to be a big button. You've got right at the end of the top thing, contact, email, reach out to her. Tell her what you can do, what you contribute. Or you know of an organization that does this, that, or or whatever. And, you know, let it become part of an umbrella that we have all of these people that are all within reach of each other. Because that is what it's about. That's how we're going to change everything that is happening is every single one of us steps up when we don't go la 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 well it's not happening to me or I don't know what to do it is like I am so sorry this is happening to you what can I do and everybody can do something somewhere some because I guarantee you you know somebody that's gone through abuse whether they've told you or not because the shame and the blame is also something that we need. And the humiliation, that is something that we need to delete as well. Uh, never judge anybody for the abuse that they have taken, please. That is the last thing they need in their lives. If you don't know what to do, then listen to her podcast. Listen to my podcast. There are plenty of people that will help you how to help other people just by understanding what they're going through. But be there for each other and let us support Victoria, her husband, Michael, the dog campaign, all of the other beautiful campaigns. Imagine all of those beautiful dogs and what they can do to be that best friend and that support and that heart and soul for somebody going through the trauma. Right, somebody that they know they can count on, that they can rely on, and that is there for them. And as they say, there's a shortage of this out there, and mm-hmm. he is willing to step up and uh, and be a part of that program. What a beautiful healing program it will be! You are amazing. You really are. We're going to do more, and I really do invite people. Please, 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 reach out. There is something you can do. Maybe you've retired. Maybe you've 
you are a senior you or you are a veteran or you are somebody that has got time in the hand maybe you have some expertise that maybe she hasn't covered yet that you can offer please reach out to victoria be a part of this because you are part of the healing victoria you are wonderful i love you (laughs) folks don't forget to go back and listen to our other show. It's right here on the same page. All you need to do is go to support the supporters and you'll see Victoria's uh, program right there. Both of her shows are right here. Uh, listen to it. You'll just be blown away with what she's gone through and who she is today, and what she's doing. Let's get behind her and let's support her because what she's doing is saving lives. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. They are truly making a difference in the lives of others. And with your support, they can do more. Please go to theorchardofwisdom.org and go to supporting the supporters. In supporting this organization, you are literally changing lives. Thank you.